for us, we, we'd been on a couple of the discovery days. What we were missing really was the accountability in our business. Yeah. And just giving us some sort of structure because we already had a lot of processes in place. He was literally running around, oh, I'm so busy, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. So in the end, I said, what, do you, what are you looking for? Uh, what do you want? He was like, someone. So he took me for breakfast yeah. and we had a little chat. He told me about what he was doing. Yeah. And in the end, he ended up making an offer the same day and that was his so we've got less staff, but um, it's a much more profitable business. Hi everyone, this is Paul Selman and welcome to the Trade Mastermind Trade Secrets Podcast. Now today I am joined by two very, very special guests that we've been working with for about a year now. So we've got Ollie and Danny from WM Energy Solutions. So say hi guys. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. Now, so I just wanted to get you guys in because we've been working with you for about a year now, haven't we? We have. Okay, so I'm always interested to know what actually brought you to Trade Mastermind in the first place because I speak to lots of different businesses, they're all at different levels. I know why I came through the door, but I always want to hear from, from you guys exactly what draw, drew you to Trade Mastermind and what problems you had to start with. I think uh, for us, we, we'd been on a couple of the discovery days. Okay. Um, and what we were missing really was the accountability in our business. Yeah, okay. Um, and just giving us some sort of structure because mm-hmm. um, we already had a lot of processes in place. Were you two in business together when you started as well? How long had you been in business or had you just come on the team? No. So when I first met Ollie, I was working for a bigger company. Okay. Uh, and Ollie was at the club where he just needed someone. Yeah, well, I remember you having, uh, when we spoken previously about you having lots of engineers. I don't know what, what the number was, 10, something like that, was it? We were running um, a lot of commercial contracting work. Right, okay. Um, so we got, with a mix of subcontractors and direct labour, Yeah. we were up to about 12 engineers. Okay. Um, and that was literally just me running. Right. We had no, wow. we had a, we had a, I had a bookkeeper that came once a month. Yeah. And that was it. And then... Um, so Ollie was actually working on a job that yeah. I was running for my ah, other company okay so headhunting he was <laughs> he was literally running around oh i'm so busy i can't do this on my own yeah so in the end i said what do you what are you looking for yeah, yeah. what do you want he was like someone someone anyone like, okay well let's talk yeah, yeah. so in true ollie style he said okay let's go for breakfast okay so took me for breakfast Good. and we had a little chat mm-hmm. he told me about what he was doing yeah um obviously we'd already worked together on that particular job so that helps he it? knew a little bit about me i knew a little bit about him um yeah and in the end he ended up making an offer the same day and that was history there we go mate so you had your first actual <clears throat> business person in yeah. actually into the business because engineers are a different breed anyway when you're hiring them but if you're trying to run 14 engineers on your own that's a minefield yeah we're in a different position now so we're Mm -hmm. running a different business now okay Um, danny's a director on this business yeah um the original business was it was very heavily based on commercial contracting Mm -hmm. um we made a lot of good changes with it but um still b2b isn't it that's the thing yeah the uh, cash flow game in cash reverse. flow game we had a contract to go bust on us right we lost uh, a significant amount on that yeah um and it was like we need to get control of our model <laughs> so we scaled back the staff yeah. um and obviously changed things up where we are now is uh we're, we're growing things back up again yeah so we've got less staff but um 
a much more profitable business. Well, that's the key to it, isn't it? And we, we always chase the big contracts. I always was told that. Go for the letting agents. Go for the builders. If you can get yeah. as much work booked up in advance as possible, that's the, the cream of the, the, the crop, yeah. isn't it? Of the, the trades world. Is like, that's what they say. It's a badge of honour, isn't it? Yeah. I've booked up for two years. I don't even have to advertise. But that's bad. I, mean, well, I used to think um, the biggest marker of how big the company was mm -hmm. was how many men we had and how many vans we had. Yeah. There you go. And that's completely irrelevant. Even though net profit might be down there. We didn't even know what that was. Well, that's it, yeah. That's so. it. Well, I didn't know my figures the same when I came through Trade Mastermind. And, um, and like I said, when you guys joined the Renewables Academy, I remember you not having a full handle on your figures at least. You know, So it's good to see now that you do and you've changed it. And you, We say to everybody all the time, you don't need that many people to do seven figures. No, you know, I don't. I don't believe you. Do. No, especially in your game. I mean, with the ticket values of I don't know between five, ten, fifteen grand for a solar install, when you're doing that direct to customer as yeah. well, so not waiting, you're getting the cash up front and paying everything out of the back end. This well, is how it's easy. Obviously, to as you know, mm -hmm. when we first came onto the renewables, we were just concentrating on EV yeah. chargers. Which so ticket, grand. <laughs> the ticket value for that was a little yeah. bit low for what we were trying to achieve on its own. Yeah. So obviously now. Being bringing in the solar with that, yeah. doing it as a joint thing, mm -hmm. as a renewable sector, yeah, yeah, it, it, it then worked really well. Both EV options are scalable. Yeah, you can know the numbers for both of them. Mm -hmm. You can still monitor them separately. Yeah, and as long as you're hitting those figures, mm -hmm. it's a great little upsell as well, isn't it? Hundred percent. To get the higher ticket on the solar, yeah, definitely. Charge your car up via the sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. It's, it's a great product that goes seamlessly but it makes the advertising much more worthwhile yeah. as well because you're not just advertising for one one thousand pound ticket yeah you're now advertising for a much bigger ticket as well as that you've diluted that cost per acquisition straight out 100 oh yeah it's a, well I, i'm preaching to the converted i know it's a no-brainer and you guys do too i mean yeah. the, the key thing for us with this uh switch of the product yeah is there's less variables yeah that we so we can control everything yeah the biggest issue with contracting is generally there are a lot of variables outside your control mm -hmm. whether that's operational dealing yeah. with lots of people other trades, suppliers suppliers <laughs> the type of the job. list goes on does it really <laughs> type of job skill set and then of course payment problems yeah 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 and um you can keep stacking that turnover mm -hmm. if you can streamline all that process and this is i've always told people about making themselves redundant from every role in the business yeah. you need to look at it as a conveyor belt when you systemize that conveyor belt it works. You can't do that with different ticket values of items because no. they all need different things. So I'll always say build one vertical, create a niche in that vertical, and then develop other verticals alongside yeah. to run alongside. So, but I mean, so what sort of growth or what's the be been the best bits about joining the academy so far from you guys and what's been the game changers? Just obviously learning that uh -huh. that is the way to do it. Yep. So yes, we already come with some knowledge of the industry and that sort of side of it actually knowing the reasons why yeah the reasons why working with one specific vertical is easier to scale than working with the whole electrical yeah, yeah, contracting yeah. side of things and not being able to say oh what's your average job value i don't know it could be anything yeah it could be anything yeah. but with this you, you've got a job yeah. average you know roughly on a size property, it's going to be this much. Yeah, what your figures are. And it, it's so much easier to talk about. And it's like somebody gives you the crystal ball, isn't it, really? Yeah. Because then yep. you go, right, well, I know that if I do this turnover, I'll need this amount of people, I'll get this amount of profit, and then it gives you the um, the foundation and the bedrock and the confidence then yeah. to actually do it in the first place. Yeah. And it's time spent as well, isn't it? So, obviously, that job, average job takes this many days, yeah. whereas in the electrical contracting, that 
job that we've got for 50 grand, yeah. that could be over a three-month period. Yeah. Well, then that okay, where's the profit? absolutely sm smashing. Yeah, I mean, one, of the, one good example is we did a job last year, which was uh, 94 grand, yeah. up to 120. Right. In the end, the client cut it back. It was down to something like 56. And we actually made profit on that of 10,000. Right, okay. And in the end, you'd say, well, that's actually quite good. Yeah. But that 12-week project took 12 months to deliver because of the contractor. Yeah. So that much money over that much time with that many meetings, right, that many emails, that much labour. <laughs> yeah. Not, you could have been doing something else. Yeah, you could have done one EV charge and got 800 quid. And that was a good example, really, of a job that made money, but because of everything else that we couldn't control, yeah. that kind of work just doesn't... Work we were on, we were off, we were on, we were off. So it's then that ostrich effect, though, as a business owner, isn't it? Because sometimes if you protect your own mind by going, well, I've got this work booked in, and then you put your head in the sand, and you don't see that it's actually not that cost-effective to do it. I'd still rather work on a 48-hour... We used to work on a 48 to 72-hour turnaround from customer being booked in and surveyed to us installing. Yeah. I was used to have the mindset that having jobs like that on my order book mm -hmm. was security because yeah. we would have constant cash flow regular cash flow, yeah. and it would keep people in work. But the it's reality was, it's a distraction. Mm. You're better off with shorter turnaround, yeah. more cash. Yeah. Coming in faster. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Cash is king. I always used to just think, if we can just get a project that's going to be for three months, yeah, yeah. we can employ someone. That takes the stress, or you yeah, think it takes the stress of work. Whenever there's a job, not you can yeah. send them there. That's never going to make any money. So that shift in mindset is what's really important. That's You've got to be sure, ready yeah. Yeah, yeah. for that mindset shift. Mm -hmm. To not concentrate on that big gold yeah. project and actually say, no, that in, out, get mm. paid. In, out, get paid, rinse, repeat. Yeah. And that's the blueprint. Well, that's why it's good work with you guys because you, you get clients come through and they're at different stages. But when you find that somebody's open to that change, yeah. that's when the magic starts to happen. You know, because you need to be uh, adaptable. You need to be malleable for me to be able to actually coach you. You know, but also that's not to take away from the fact that I can give you as many people this blueprint as possible. You still need to go out and take the action. You know, you do do it, and you guys have done. You've been proof in the pudding that you do. If you take the actions on this blueprint, it just works. You know, because it is just teaching business. Yeah, I think like for us, if you well, like me originally, mm -hmm. nine years now. Yeah. If you don't look at changing the model after so long. Yeah, you're never gonna. The same thing again and again. Definition insanity. Keep anything <laughs> at it. So you're gonna get the same results, aren't you? It is. Mm. So, we've come this far so far. What's the things for the future? What, what's your goals in business? What are you looking at? Where are you striving to be? Time. You want your time back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Time for me. Family. family. You, yeah. yeah. You, we need to be in a position that we can put enough systems in place that yeah. then allows us that. And people. Yeah. yeah. Buy your time back. So you're planning on not exiting. You're going to plan it to grow and keep it as a sustainable source of income. Yeah. I think yeah. I've struggled to exit. Yeah? Never it's your know. baby. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Something to be proud of. Something yeah. that we've done. Mm -hmm. We know we've done it from scratch. Yeah. We've put in the hard graft. There is a lot of that. I'd always say, though, just keep in the back of your mind that you should always be building a business so that one day you could sell it. Yeah. Because your business yeah. is always is, is sellable at any one given time. You never know when the offer of a lifetime. Yeah, I was going to say there could be a decent, you know, an offer mm -hmm. comes in. Obviously... Things change, don't they? So Everything, you can never say never. It also means that you run your business in an efficient manner because you have to be efficient to sell it. So it keeps you on track with actually looking yeah. you know, uh, as that as an exit strategy as well. But it's good to good to hear. So what figures are we actually aiming for? Uh, we talk got, about targets. We've, we've got, got targets. Really? We've got targets. targets so yeah. we've been pretty consistent since January. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've, we've increased 
um, our monthly yeah. in the last month or two, haven't we? Yeah, we have certainly. So with the renewable work coming in, yeah, um, we've got a target of getting from we're looking to get to about a million pounds off. Yeah, yeah, that's the twelve month plan. That's twelve so, months. Yeah. yeah, within within that twelve month period, the business plan is in place mm -hmm. to steadily yeah. grow. Okay, not immediately steadily grow to mm -hmm. that point. Okay, within the twelve months. And then what? Five years. Because we're talking a million in the solar industry. These are easy figures, guys, at 10, 15 grand jobs. Am I going to have to push you? <laughs> five years? <laughs> yeah, where are you going to be in five years? Where do you want to be in five years? <laughs> this could be a dangerous conversation, could it? Yeah, could be. Abroad. So he know. wants to be working from Dubai, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right, okay, right. well, that's good. That's what <laughs> we need to do. So, but, um, tax free status as well. Yeah, we got, um, we've done so much this year yeah. that. We haven't really gone five years, have we, in all honesty, but... We're still relatively grounded at the moment mm -hmm. that we want that steady growth. Obviously, yeah. the five-year plan is to continue that steady growth yeah, yeah, cool. for me. Yeah, you want to compound it. We, yeah. we don't want to keep and stagnate. I don't no. want to become that business that just gets to somewhere and then just stops and turns it off because I think we've got a lot yeah. to offer. Well, the best way of doing that is to, and I've found, is to come to things like this anyway because you're constantly around people that are still pushing. Yeah. If you're not growing and you're not around people that are growing at the same pace or at a quicker pace, I mean, I still think you should always be strive to be the worst person at any table that you're at because it's being that worst person and seeing people that are further ahead pushes me at least to actually get to that next level. Yeah. So I think having that accountability is going to 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 even realise what those goals might be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? And like, with, with, like I say, I don't want to be that company that just stagnates at no. that level and then doesn't do any anything else. Uh -huh. There's always something that you can change, whether yeah. it be adding another product in. Who knows what's going to happen with technology? Yeah. Look what's changed so far. I know. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it, would you? With the so, wh where are we actually going? We'll always keep on top of that, and mm -hmm. we'll always try and stay ahead of the game. Yeah, so that be. we can be relatively early in mm -hmm. the scenario than the latecomer that yeah. everyone's already snapped up the good stuff. There we go. So, yeah, that's five-year plan for me. Five years. Well, look, guys, it's been fantastic to have you on. I've really enjoyed working with you for the last few months as well, and it's great to see the progress that you're having. Thank you. So if you've yeah. enjoyed that uh, episode of the Trade Secrets podcast, then feel free to click the link below to subscribe for future episodes.